Welcome to Video Marketing Secrets, Simple Strategies for Outrageous ROI, a podcast by The Draw Shop. Here, you will learn the most creative and cutting-edge video marketing strategies to help you attract, nurture, and convert your ideal customers throughout your entire sales funnel. I'm your host, Summer Felix Mulder. Please join me for this newest episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Video Marketing Secrets. I'm going to warn you right now that you will probably see a cute little visitor. You'll see my my dog popping in here and there. Mosey. Mosey likes to be involved in these interviews because he's got a lot to say when it comes to video marketing. So today I'm really excited because we've got a guest. His name is Leo Falkenstein. And we're talking a lot about B2B video marketing, which is, is really important to know. I know that a lot of our clients, we, we work a lot of B2B. So it's uh, and a lot of you listeners, you're doing B2B marketing yourself. But you, no matter what, you're going to learn a lot from this. We're talking in particular about you know strategies when it comes to creating video, why it is that video has such an impact on your overall marketing, like even just putting one video on your website, that like trickle down effect of putting a video on your website, getting people to stay on your page longer, those type things. And we're also talking about, you know, different platforms to use. What is the best platform? Is there a best platform to focus on when it comes to video? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the trends. Like where is all of this going in the next year? And I really love Leo's answer. It's different than any answer I've had before. So listen out for that. And some really good tips on what types of video to focus on, if there is one type of video to focus on, and all kinds of good stuff. So enjoy the interview with Leo and I. Hello, Leo, and welcome to the podcast. So excited to talk to you and share your genius with our listeners. So welcome, welcome. Hello, how are you doing? And hello to your pup. Yeah, he's our real guest star here. <laughs> so Leo. I'm excited to talk to you because there's a lot of things that you do that I know are gonna is gonna help our audience. But first, I love to hear how you even got into your business. Like, tell me how can consume media became to be. What was your journey to get there? Sure, it's a great question. So I started the business with my business partner at the University of Georgia. We were students at the time. I was 20 years old. And, you know, YouTube had started to become a thing a few years earlier, like the barrier to entry into video was way lower. You know, it used to be you needed an a million dollar production to make any sort of reputable video. And then yes. YouTube comes around, disrupts the entire video industry. At the same time, I'm in college, I'm really trying to find my creative side. And, you know, I switched into the major, which was mass media arts, which is, you know, covers a few things, but video production is one of them. And at that point, I kind of just looked at my business partner after like three months of video classes and said, Hey, let's, let's start a business. Like we can do this. People are, are making videos on YouTube. Why would we not make videos on YouTube? Right. Like, why wouldn't we make videos for YouTube? Like, it just seems like a great idea. Ultimately, we kind of changed from like an original content production house, which was kind of what the original plan was, but quickly became like a pay for hire video service, being a student at the University of Georgia. 
naturally just looking for the people who are around me who want to kind of pay me and my business partner to create the videos. So at the time it was musicians. We were doing concert films. We were doing music videos. We were doing, uh, we got in with the party promoters and the fraternities and the sororities. And that's where we started just doing a lot of fun stuff around the university of Georgia, had a corporate gig here and there. And after we were in this like fun entertainment space for a few years, college ended, we moved back to Atlanta and said, okay, we picked up a lot of great skills. We know how to produce. We know how to shoot. We know how to edit. We've been doing this in this really high stress situation for these live events, mostly yeah. doing a lot of these live events. And ultimately we said, let's take these skills that we have and take it to a space where there's probably a lot more money. And that's when we found ourselves in the corporate video marketing space. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So like, how did that evolve into a business? Like what kind of videos were you doing that were making a difference in their businesses that it was like, oh, we can keep doing this? Like, what was the problem you were solving for these businesses? Sure. So in the early days, you know, we started probably like a lot of, you know, video production companies start and someone tells you, hey, I want this video and I want it to look like this. Please create it for me. You know, we were, you know, looking back on it, we called ourselves video mercenaries because we were just like (laughs) doing what we were told to do. And then you do that for a while. And then you realize there's a little bit of a problem because you look at this video that you're proud of, that you're happy with. And you look at it two years later and it's on YouTube and it's accumulated a grand total of 28 views. And you're like that. We're happy with this video. The client paid us, you know, money and and they were happy and we were happy, but nobody won here. And that's kind of when we decided to learn more about, you know, video marketing and change our mindset that it's not always the right thing to just do exactly what your client tells you to do. You know, that's what they want, but that's not always the right thing to do. So that's when we really started investing in our knowledge and learning, okay, how can video actually solve business problems? And it's evolved over the years, but we have like a video strategy philosophy that we go through now that like every company needs to attract new prospects, needs to engage those prospects and turn them into customers, and they need to make their customers happy. Every business needs to do those three things regardless of what type your video is. And, you know, it took us a little bit of time to figure out that and figure out what videos fall into which category and how can you optimize videos most for these specific video goals. But that's ultimately, you know, it was that journey to get there. It's just starting as, hey, we'll do what you tell us to, to let's provide more value. Let's let's be more than just video producers, but strategic, you know, think strategically and, and think like an agency. Yeah. Well, and you were probably in that whole journey seeing like, oh, wow, this thing that we did really worked well. So now Mm -hmm. we've got like, you know, a tool on our tool belt of what we can do for somebody else to get results. Totally. You learn from experience and you learn from others, right? Like, yeah, still to this day, but especially like over the last six or seven years, like there's just a new video, something being invented or a new idea every single day. Like it wasn't more than four years ago that LinkedIn decided they were going to support videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, Instagram and like all these different channels, like start, they, they're always changing things. They're always figuring out how can they optimize for their audience. And it's up to us because they don't specifically send out a memo saying, hey, here, video producers, do this now. You know, this is what people like. You know, you got to see what's working, right? And you got to see what other people are doing. You got to read from other people. You got to, you know, watch videos from other people. 
ultimately you learn what works. You know, why does this aspect ratio work better on Facebook? Why does this aspect radio work better on YouTube? You know, why is it better to start with this shot or why is it better to have this type of call to action at the end? You know, there's no, you know, so there's just a lot of things you learn, you figure out and ultimately, you know, you try to try to bring the best from everything you've learned to each new project. And there's, there's all these trends of styles of videos too, right? It's like, there's like the shorts with the the words on top, the words on the bottom, or then there's like the, the jump cuts, you know, where it's like, you're talking and then it jumps to this. And then there's the music and all that. I love asking this question with, with different guests, because I know that it's a pain point for our listeners. And just for a lot of people in business that aren't really doing that much video. And it's because they're overwhelmed with how many different ways there is to do video. Like, well, how do I do it? How many times do I post? Do I do YouTube? Do I do Instagram? Do I do TikTok? Should I do this? It's like, what do I do? And it's, it's overwhelming. So what is your, and I don't know if your clients come to you with that same overwhelm, but what does one do when they feel this like overwhelm? Because when you're overwhelmed, you just stop and you don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great question. And you know, I actually saw someone that I follow on LinkedIn post today. They said, like, YouTube isn't the best platform. Instagram isn't the best platform. Facebook isn't the best platform. The best platform is wherever your customers are. Yes. <laughs> wherever your customers are is the best platform for you. And it is it is tough to try to be everywhere all at once, right? Like, for me, like, for my business, I do 100, you know, for conversations like 100% of my marketing on LinkedIn, because that's where people see my videos or are the company's videos. This is where I'm having conversations with people. They start the LinkedIn message, they move to inbox and that moves to a zoom call like this, but that's where I find my customers. I'm in the B2B space. I would say a lot of people in the B2B space find their customers on LinkedIn. So, you know, obviously Everyone is a human, so it means they're probably also on uh, Instagram or some people are on Facebook and there's a bunch of people on TikTok as well. But for me personally, and you know, a, a lot of people in the B2B space, LinkedIn is a great place to play to put your content in. You know, that's part of your question. Part of your question is like, you know, where do you want to place your videos? We also said how many different styles or what are the different styles? And that's is where kind of the the strategy, kind of the attract, engage, delight a strategy that I was mentioning earlier really comes into play because everyone has to do those three things, right? Yeah. And to be effective as a business, you have to do those three things. If you're not attracting, then no one's going to find you. If, if you attract a bunch of customers, but you have no way to convert those, like, you know, then, then you just have a bunch of people read a dead end. And then ultimately, if you can't delight your customers, then they're just going to churn and find a, the next best competitor who's providing a better experience. So that yeah. one's a little bit harder because you really do have to do all of those three things. You have to start somewhere. Yeah, uh, You exactly. have to start somewhere, but you have to do those three things to grow your business. I totally agree. I love actually what you just discovered today in that post. It's where your customers are. And I think that takes a huge amount of overwhelm out because people feel like, well... Okay, so let's talk about like Gary Vaynerchuk for for example, right? He's all about content. Everything he posts, it's about the content. The content repurpose it on all these different things, which is awesome, <laughs> and definitely can help you grow. But it can be very overwhelming, you know, and takes a lot of time. If you're just, even with that one piece of content to transform it into all these different things is a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think if you, it's less overwhelming if you focus on just that one place. So if your customer lives 
on LinkedIn and you just focus there, then now you've got this groove and it's not overwhelming because you know what you're doing. And it's like, okay, well, maybe if they are over here on Instagram, I can kind of repurpose this stuff. Exactly. You know, it's like start with that one thing first, get really good at it and then go from there. Totally. It makes so much sense. Like we've tried like for our business, again, we've tried to be on every different channel and you just spread yourself thin. Like, you know, you're really, really good at one channel and yeah, that's worked for us. Yeah. What is like the process you go through with a client to determine like how they're going to get an ROI from what you create for them? Sure. So, you know, we are a content house. We don't do a lot of media buying, but what we can do is give our clients, you know, the industry standard statistics of if you put video here, it's going to do this and it's going to do this because of X. And that's the main part. You want to not just tell them, hey, video is going to keep people on your website 80% longer because then they're like, oh, video is magic. No, but you have to understand why. Why does video keep someone on your website 80% longer? Because they're probably, you know, the average website, you know, stay is probably a minute, right? And if they spend an additional minute just watching your video, they're on there 80% longer. And you know what the benefit of people being on your website longer is, right? That means it's a better experience. And if it's a better experience, that means that Google's going to be like, hey, this is a good website. Let's rank this higher because people are staying longer on this website than the other. So you have to explain to them why. Why are we doing these things? It's not just video is magic. It's a video does a few different things in different spots that ultimately has a direct result on your business. So, you know, my company does not buy media. So we don't literally say like, hey, you know, we're going to make this video. We're going to spend X amount on advertising and you're going to make this much money, right? Most of our clients have either agencies or in-house people that actually do the media buying for them. But we have... You know, we always ask our clients, hey, how how was this last campaign? And oftentimes, I'd like to say more often than not, our clients will be like, this is the best, for an advertising perspective, this is the best campaign we've ever run. You know, the top three campaign we've ever run. So, you know, that's kind of the the data that we use. Again, we explain them the industry standards, like, you know, why should video do these things? You know, what have we done in the past? And where has the result been? But it also, it, it comes back, before all that is just creating a video or creating a video strategy that actually is mapped to their their goals. Again, we don't say that one video can solve all of your problems. We say that one video has a specific purpose. Three videos have three specific purposes and a whole video strategy is really going to be, you know, that accelerant that hits every single stage of the customer life cycle. It's going to drive a lot of results to your business. Again, yeah. it's hard for, to say one video is going to change your business, no, but right. if you have video in all the right spots, that yeah. can change this. Well, and, and just, I mean, like you said, if you have, I always say, look at like a place where you're, you're struggling in your business, like whether, where there's a certain challenge. And if you, you can often use video a lot of the times to actually like shift what's going on. Like whether it's like a a client doesn't understand exactly what you do, or we're having this really Mm -hmm. hard time getting people onboarded and filling out all of their, you know, forms or things, whatever type of business you're in. And just that one video, just changing that one part of your business will have a pretty significant change. So while it's not just one video for the whole business, it'll be like one video for one little part. And that can make a big change. Absolutely. So what would you say is different from B2B video marketing 
as compared to just standard video marketing? Sure. You know, I think in B2B video marketing, the main difference from B2B to B2C, there's lots, but to simplify everything, there are more decision makers. There, you know, if you're selling a pair of socks, you need to convince someone to buy a pair of socks. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, not a pair of socks, even if it's not $10, you know, it's a, my back hurts sometimes. So I get all these back, back, uh, back, uh, solving, you know, pain solving problems on Instagram. It's like, oh, my back hurts. Okay. Let me buy this thing. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make it better. Uh, it's, it's easy. It's an impulse decision. B2B is not an impulse decision. Right. And it's oftentimes more expensive. And there's oftentimes a community of people who need to kind of be involved in the decision making process. So that's why the strategy is even more important in B2B than it would be in B2C because again, one ad can easily get someone to buy something or you know run that same ad three times and ultimately you're gonna buy that in the B2C space. But in the B2B space, it is a longer journey. There's more people involved. You can talk with the marketing manager, but then the marketing manager is gonna want you to get on the call with the marketing director. And sometimes the marketing director is gonna be happy, but we're not gonna be able to get on involved with the VP of marketing for another two weeks with their schedules booked. So what do you do if you can't get involved with the VP of marketing? Why don't you send them a video? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's way easier to say, hey, watch this five-minute video than it says to say, hey. I know you only have eight hours in a day and I need 30 minutes of your time to sit into a meeting. Right? I do that all the time. I, re- I have conversations like this all the time on Zoom with, with marketing directors and I record it. And I yeah. say, hey, you know, your marketing or your VP doesn't need 30 minutes. They need to watch this 10 minute video at two times speed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they can totally. watch it. I, I do that all the time to save meetings, even with the team. It's like, we could have a whole meeting about this or I could just record a quick video and then I tell everyone, watch it at double speed. <laughs> It's only going to take you 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. We're good. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's part of the thing is just like not, you know, you got to get in front of a lot of people because someone's going to have to sign off at the end of the day. And again, you know, like just an example of how like a video strategy could work for one of our clients. Like, you know, if I let's use consume media as an example, because we make videos and we're in the B2B space, right? Like, you know, ultimately what I'll do is if I can't get you know, I have a general capabilities presentation I walk through. If I can't get that in front of the VP of marketing, you know, I'll send them over a video version of that, right? Ultimately, after we've done that, uh, you know, they've learned a little bit about me, then we can have a meeting. And, you know, it's, it's very fortunate for me that I'm in the video business, right? Because my entire presentations are just a bunch of videos. Yeah. I'm either letting the video play or I'm talking over the video that they're watching. So it's, you know, I guess maybe consume media isn't the, the best example, but you get the idea, right? Yeah, exactly. The more videos that you have, the more visually engaging it is, the more assets that you can send to somebody that you can't get a meeting with, and the more proof that you have that something works. And if the proof is in a video, that's even better, right? That's yeah. just going to help your cause. Exactly. What are you finding like in terms of marketing on, you know, whether it's YouTube or any of the social platforms? Do you, what are your thoughts on long form versus short form? Great question. And it's different for paid media and organic media, right? Yeah. Um, or <laughs> every platform's got their own agenda and typically it's the same. They want to keep you on the platform longer. Yeah. So if they want to keep you on the platform longer, then they're usually going to favor long form video. Now, it doesn't exactly work like that, right? But there's, there's something there, right? 
Yeah. 15 second videos don't perform very well organically a lot of social uh, on a lot of platforms because ultimately it's 15 seconds and then it's done. Um, you know, that's why you see if, if you're on Instagram, usually if it's a 15 second video, what are they going to do? They're going to take that 15 second video, loop it four times, and then it's a 60 second video. Yeah. <laughs> and then Instagram's like, oh, this is better. You know, it's 60 seconds rather than 15 seconds. So uh, there, there's something to to that, right? That they want to keep you on the platform longer. Ultimately, you just want to make something engaging, right? Yeah. There's a few yeah. ways to make it engaging. You got to have subtitles on social media. If you don't have subtitles, you are making a mistake because yeah. everybody is watching it without sound. And the only way they're going to watch it with sound is if they've already been interested for 10 seconds. And the only way they're going to get interested in 10 seconds, if it's not sound, if you are reading something along with it. So totally. uh, you got to have subtitles regardless of the length. Long form should be better for organic. And that said, it's got to be engaging. And with ads, you know, we've seen that ads are usually under a minute. Um, we're often making ads, and it depends on the channel, right? That are anywhere from 10 seconds to 30 seconds, sometimes a little bit longer. But, you know, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. It really just depends on the content. But those are some guidelines there. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And it definitely depends on situation. Engaging is the most important, right? Exactly. Yeah. How important do you think? Like, do you think it's that video only works for specific industries or do you feel like at every industry, like what is the importance level? I feel like I know the answer, but I just want to hear from you. Like, what is the importance level of having it be a part of your marketing strategy? Or maybe you're like, you know what, maybe for some businesses, it's not, it's not the right thing. What are your thoughts on that? I've yet to find a business, an industry where video doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that's like People the short People say that they're like, yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm an insurance guy or whatever. My people aren't watching video or I'm a, you know, I've heard the, all the excuses. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think a mom and pop insurance company that has one employee doesn't, probably shouldn't be hiring a video agency like Consume Media, right? Yeah. It You know, we work with primarily, you know, small companies that are 200 people or more. They have marketing staff. You know, oftentimes they're funded. We're working with a lot of technology companies. So, you know, a small mom and pop shop shouldn't be investing in a, in a company like us, you know, but there's still so many things that someone can do by themselves with video, right? We're making a video right now. And the tools we have are, I have a microphone right here uh, that cost me 50 bucks and I have a computer and everybody's got a computer. Yep. That's the tools that we are using right now to make exactly. the video. And so um, I wish I had a better light because this thing's not the best, but uh, you know, it, that's all you need. You need a that's microphone, need. the light's helpful, but you don't need it. You know, And that's important. It's important that people understand that you can get your message out. Everyone's got a story to tell. And... Everyone's got a story to tell, and you don't need that much to tell it. If you're in the insurance industry, for your example, that person knows way more about insurance than I do. Mm -hmm. Way more about insurance than I do. And if I'm in the insurance market, a market for someone to buy insurance, and I'm seeing somebody who I follow posting a lot about these things that I don't know, that's just going to build trust with me, right? So I've yet to find an industry where video isn't going to be helpful. And again, it doesn't need to be expensive, but right. it, 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 there's a lot you could do. Yep, I agree. What are you seeing 
as the big trends coming up in 2023? Oh man, what are the big trends coming up in 2023? I'll answer this question how I feel like answering it, if that's okay. I think things got weird in 2020. No, they didn't. Everyone (laughs) keeps saying that. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Businesses grew like crazy in 2021. 2022, the first half of the year, they still had that same budget in 2021. And the second half of the year, you know, companies like mine are doing fine. We're having to work a little bit harder to get the sales, but that doesn't mean they're not there. You have to work a little bit harder to find them. 2023, it's going to be harder, you know, like everyone, like the companies that I'm talking to right now, they're going to have smaller budgets for video, which means that you just got to be more intentional about everything you do. You know, a lot of our clients ultimately spent more money with us than they ever had spent before in 2021 and going into 2022. I don't think it's going to be the same. I think that people are going to be looking at their dollars and making sure that they're getting the most out of everything that they want to spend. So I think the short answer there is that I think we just need to be more intentional about what we are creating. I think sometimes there have been projects that have been fun and they've been great, but maybe haven't necessarily been, it's harder to link to direct results. So I think that's going to be one of the main things is people are going to be looking harder for ROI out of their video content rather than just spending because you know it's good for their brand. Yeah. No, that that's totally true. People are so, especially now, like they need to know that there's going to be an ROI on whatever they're spending money on, which is totally understandable. Yeah. But sometimes with video, it can be, it could be quick, you know, depending on how you're implementing it, but it can also be take a while. Like for example, if you're building your YouTube channel, right. Or you're Mm -hmm. creating like a bunch of shorts on Instagram or your social media using video. It can take a while. It's not going to be like, ooh, all of a sudden I posted a video, just got 10 more sales than I normally would have, you know? Yeah. I think that the people we're talking to are still the same, right? The people, at least my, my clients, are reasonable people. They know that it's not an automatic video business, right? They know it takes time. Right. So I don't think that's going to be a problem for at least me and my clients, I don't think. I think it's just going to be less of, you know, maybe the more fun projects, you know, not, you know, just the more, I don't know, fun's not the right word, but. Well, like maybe the like, you know, we're doing a big corporate retreat and we just want to do a fun video showing how how great it all was, right? As opposed to we need to do this video to present to partners of why, you know. They want to stay with us next year or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and again, I think that's good. It's the corporate retreat video is awesome. That's really good for your company culture. For us, that mm-hmm. falls into that delight category because yeah. having the best employees ultimately serves the best for your customers, right? Yeah. So that is very important that you attract and keep a great company culture. But there are other ways to have a great company culture besides having a video that shows how fun your retreat was. So I think I think we're we're saying the same things here. Yeah, totally. I will say though, just have to say, when you do capture all of that stuff, there is just something so emotionally compelling done right. Like the way that you guys do video, that is like, oh, you know, people there's culture within a team, but then you see a video all brought together and it's like, yeah, we really are cool. Like we we really are that awesome. You know what I mean? Like there is just something about that. And there is that like, but it's one of those things that it might not have this immediate 
ROI effect, but it is definitely having a powerful effect in the output of your team when you you do things like that. You're totally right. And, you know, it's funny because as we, as you know, we're saying like, hey, maybe the corporate retreat video is not going to be at the top of your list. I think the corporate retreat for a company is still very, very important, right? I see a lot of our clients are, are doing this, especially after not doing it for a couple of years. So yeah, yeah, there's something so strong about team, teamwork, team building, team bonding, having video there is, is amazing. But you know, as much as I want to keep making a ton of those videos, I would say, Hey, if you have X to spend on that video or some really, really powerful customer testimonials, I think my professional recommendation would be to go with the customer testimonials. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this is awesome. This is so great. I want to let our listeners, viewers know where they can find more information about you. So if they're listening, obviously we have all this in the show notes, but if they're listening, where can they go to? Sure. So our website is consume-media.com. On that website, you can learn a little bit about our team. You can see our portfolio and see a little bit more about what we do. We're on all the the sites. LinkedIn's our main one, as I mentioned earlier. But we're on Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel. Those are the most places you'll find us. And then me personally, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm Leo Falkenstein. I'm probably the only one in the world. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on LinkedIn. So if you search (laughs) Leo Falkenstein, I'll be the first one to show up. I like it. Awesome. Leo, thank you so much. This was so much fun. So many good tips, so much value. And I appreciate it. Awesome. So nice to meet you. And and thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. The Video Marketing Secrets Podcast is brought to you by The Draw Shop. To learn more about The Draw Shop and how we can help your business grow through the power of video, visit thedrawshop.com slash secret. Be sure to search for Video Marketing Secrets on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at The Draw Shop, thank you for listening. Thank you.